This is Chris Luca from the band Kill Set, and you're listening to Rock at Night. First of all, congratulations on your second album, uh, STFU. I have listened to it, and it is definitely a party album. (laughs) Uh, Killers in the Pit, that should be like the anthem now for everybody before they go out. They should play it when they're getting ready, don't you think? Yeah, that that was the plan, honestly. (laughs) Our plan was to, to make a song that was an anthem and to get people hyped up. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. I mean, because when you're saying circle in the pit and all that, I mean, it, it makes me think of um, the Drowning Pool Body song. It's one of those songs that sticks in your head. Yeah, I mean, and absolutely, like, we've been having a lot, a lot of good, you know, times with it live. So it's a really cool live song, too, where everybody in the crowd can come together and we're basically telling them what to do. So it's kind of like a call to action and it's been working out really well for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of like uh, hokey pokey, but hip hop metal, I guess. (laughs) 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 Where you tell them what to do, but yeah, as soon as I saw that video, um, that's what intrigued me to, uh, you know, learn more about your band and everything, because I thought, wow, if, this song is really good. I'd like to hear more. And um, some other songs I really liked on your new album, Bully. Yeah, Bully is uh, is kind of a personal experience of mine, um, you know, from when I was growing up. And I just kind of wrote it, and I was hoping that people would really kind of get it and, you know, be able to kind of, um, see, you know, see a similarity. And, and, and bullying just in general right now is a big deal, and, and it sucks, and it's, it's, it's continually happening. So the song's about standing up for yourself, and I think that is an important message, and hopefully people get that out of the song. Yeah, I think the topic is very um, current, to be honest, and uh, I think kids could really relate to it. Uh, definitely high-energy song. It's something that you could do a lot of headbanging to. I really enjoyed that. Um, Tomorrow, another one that I that I really like too. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, tomorrow's cool. Uh, before I moved out here from the East Coast some years ago, that's kind of that song is kind of what was going through my head um, at the time, and uh, about kind of having to break out now. There is no tomorrow because people can procrastinate their whole lives. You know, but at some point you got to say, all right, I'm going to do this and it's time to break out. And so it's kind of that's what it's about. And uh, we did a lyric video for it, which I'm not sure if you saw, but um, it's really cool with our buddy Cody Reed. And it's a hand basically actually in a notebook writing out the lyrics as if I'm back in my room on the East Coast writing down my thoughts. So very cool. Oh, I need to uh, definitely check that out so we could put that in the article because uh... That one, yeah, that that one spoke to me as well. Uh, I notice. I guess I would 
I would call your music uh, kind of like rap-infused metal. How would you describe it? It's tough. I mean, we went into this album basically just saying there was no rules. And so if something, if I was rapping and it felt cool and it felt awesome, we went with it. If I was screaming and it felt cool and awesome, we went with it. So, or musically, you know, if Mm -hmm. two notes just felt great, we went with it. So there is no real rules. And I I don't know, it's tough with us when we try to describe what we do, because song for song is so different on the album. I mean, we have ballads on there like Broken Angel and more rock songs, like Not A Love Song, just like a straightforward rock song, STP-ish. And then we have more aggressive stuff like Get Up, and then we Mm -hmm. have more rappy stuff. So um, I think we're all over the place. We like to call ourselves chaotic melodic because there's chaos and then there's melody. I think that's a fair description because that was one of my questions. I noticed the first half of the album is definitely rap-infused metal, but uh, Broken Angel's definitely a ballad. You've got piano in there. Uh, Strings, it sounds like, uh, accompaniment. Is that correct? Absolutely. The majority of our songs actually have a lot of strings, like they'll have cellos, violins, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, our producer, Eddie Wool is phenomenal uh, at, at adding some flavor like that to the, the stuff that we do. Um, but those songs, yeah, especially Broken Angel, uh, has a ton, a ton of just strings and just basically arrangements that come in and they give you this, this feel that, you mm-hmm. know, because if, if it doesn't have that stuff, that's just a straightforward, stripped down kind of rock song Mm -hmm. when you add all these other elements it really takes it to another level yeah uh i feel that i kind of like having a ballad to be honest like in the 80s i mean even your bands like aerosmith or various people they have the hard rock songs but then they'd have a ballad and it kind of gives you a nice break doesn't it absolutely and everyone in the band comes from such different kind of like influences in their life and music and so we want to show that like we have this diversity and we can do these things and we love all these different styles and so we're able to hopefully put them together in a way that makes sense and that people are really digging the song animal to me sounded kind of like a pearl jam style yeah i mean pearl jam did have a song called animal true (laughs) Uh, true but i meant um, but it's not this one but yeah the style of it kind of grungy yeah i like i said i mean that one just came out of just jamming in the studio and it was very again stripped down when we first went into the the recording process and we started adding you know these up-tempo little things in the background that really started to push the song um and take it into another direction and yeah like i said i mean from song to song from moment to moment on songs we're throwing a bunch of stuff at you on this album um and uh so far the response has been really good Mm -hmm. uh i wrote down not a love song that's i would call that alternative rock absolutely that's an that's an alt rock song that thing is is just it's just a rock song and it's uh, you know it's like stp or something that would have come out of that alternative kind of just straightforward rock and when we started writing that it it was so obvious that it needed to be stripped down and just a cool rock song mm-hmm. uh don't is it don't let me die to me yes. that made me think of kind of something that the chili peppers would kind of do kind of rap like but what what's your thoughts on that one 
Don't Let Me Die was actually the first song we wrote on this album. Um, and it's more like, it's more like, that song, sorry, <laughs> that song is more like anything else we had on the first album. So that's basically like similar. There's similarities in that song to mm-hmm. more of the stuff that we did on our first album, Know Your Killer. So, um, you know, it's, it, it, I, what I love about that song is that if you notice, there's what sounds like um, an, a Latin prayer. There's a Latin prayer actually in the song. And uh, I called my father and I had him without him knowing. I just said, hey, I want to do this Latin prayer. And he's Italian. So, he's, mm-hmm. you know, he has the accent. And he I told him, can you just record it on your phone um, so that I can when I do it on the album, I can, you know, enunciate it perfectly. And uh, what we did was we tricked him and we took what he recorded on his phone and sent to me and actually you know, put it on the album without him knowing. Oh, how funny. So it was a really cool surprise. I was driving him to the airport, and I just slid the song in, and he goes, uh, he goes, wow, you did that prayer really well. And I go, no, 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 that's you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was really cool, and it was really cool to see his response, you know, to being like, wow, you know, you put me on your song. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty funny. Now, um, I, in one of your press releases, it listed that, I believe you're rather new in the band, or were you on the first album? Tell me a little bit about how you got to be in Killset. No, I mean, I've been there since the beginning of Killset. Uh, these guys, Mark, uh, James, and Dave, were in another band called A Race Called Man. Uh, this is, I don't know, many, many years ago. Oh, okay. um, I was in a different band uh, myself, uh, doing, doing some really cool things. And we just kept, they reached out, they had heard my stuff, I guess they were listening to it. At the time, I, I was doing my own thing. Um, so what happened was later, about a year after that, I had actually had some downtime, and they had randomly reached out. And so that's how we came together. And then when I came in, the stuff that we were doing was so different from what they were doing that I said, we got to change the name of this. It just doesn't make any sense to be the name of what you guys were when the music is so different. So then we went, we found Killset um, as far as a band name. And we've gone from there. So yeah, I'm I'm on the first album also. So since the creation of the actual band Kill Set, it's been me as the frontman. Okay. Now that I'm glad you clarified that because it was a little bit misleading. It made it seem like you were new, but you've been there since the beginning of Kill Set. You didn't know your killer as well. Correct. So uh, how does this album compare to Know Your Killer? I mean, know Your Killer, we were like a new band and and it was we took less chances on Know Your Killer. It still has a lot of flavor, that album, and we're really proud of it. But there's some more straightforward tracks on that. This album we went into and we said we are just going to be anything, absolutely anything goes as long as we're feeling it. And um, so it's just it's just got a, it's got some more diversity. It's got it's got, it's got more flavor. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. That's the word of the day. Flavor. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, now you guys are in California. You're from the East Coast, correct? Yeah, I'm originally from Connecticut. Okay. Uh, are you planning any kind of tours, or do you play mostly in California now? Well, I mean, we've been playing out here for for many years, and we had, it's kind of our stopping ground, the Sunset Strip, and all those clubs. And but the ultimate goal is now because we just dropped the album, is to tour, you know, in support of it. So. Uh, we're in talks with some some tours, 
Uh, we haven't solidified anything, but we're looking for a fall tour and then at a bare minimum an early next year tour all in support of, of the new album STFU. Mm -hmm. You know, after listening to your album, I thought your band would be perfect to be on the Warp Tour. That would be amazing. You know anyone know. over there you can set us up with? <laughs> Kevin Lyman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's the big one. <laughs> because, because your genre really blends well with a lot of the different bands that, that are on the Warp. I just, well, I, they were just here in St. Petersburg, Florida over the July 4th weekend and listening I thought, wow, you guys would really, I think the crowd would really like you. Yeah, I think that would be a good fit for us. So we just got to get Kevin Lyman on the phone and then take it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how, if it's a political thing or how people get in, but I definitely think your genre would fit well with, uh, with all the other ones, all the other bands that are there. Uh, when someone goes to a Kill Set gig, concert, what can they expect to see and hear? Complete. Well, they're going to hear what we do is just like the album. So they're going to hear album. There is no, you know, what what's on that album is how we perform. But, uh, I mean, it, the, the name says it all. We named the band Kill Set because we kill the set. Uh, <laughs> it's that simple. Uh, it's viciousness. It's aggression. It's me and the crowd. It's 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 chaos. It's it, but mm -hmm. with moments of beauty. But in, in general, it's going to be destruction. We our goal is for the stage to actually collapse, and we've only knocked one down so far. So, <laughs> so you guys are jumping a lot, huh? You're leaping uh, around and hair. Yeah, flying. we. I we, love that. We got we got some big boys in the band, and when we hit that stage, when we land, man, that thing's always shaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I enjoyed your uh, video that you guys did a jump. Uh, how did that come about? We were looking to do a cover. I uh, I suggested it to the guys because I love jump. I mean, I actually grew up on rap uh, mm -hmm. growing up, and I got into hard rock and metal and all that stuff a little bit later, and fell in love with that too. But uh, I always liked, I always really liked the song. I thought it would be fun and funny, um, and we wanted to do the song justice. I think we did, and then it also lent itself to do a really cool parody video. So we got four metal dudes dressed up like the kid, the guys from Crisscross, and, mm -hmm. and we took it from there. And jumping around like they did too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I like the car scene too. You're like shaking that car up and down. That was well, yeah. Fun. They, you know, in the original one, they had a car with hydraulics. So mm -hmm. we, to have fun with it, we found a not so nice car, and we had people bouncing it for us. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, kill set is like your videos and stuff. Is a lot of this DIY or? I mean, pretty much everything's D DIY for us. We've mm -hmm. all been in the industry for some time and had a good amount of success on our own before we came together with Killset. So we have a lot of connections. You know, even the, our producer, Eddie Wool, who's done Fuel, Anthrax, Smompty Soul, El Nino, you name it, he's done it. He's an old friend of mine. He cut my first record in L.A., you know, 12 years ago or 10 years ago. So we're able, to, through our friends in the industry, to be able to do things a lot of other bands aren't able to do simply because of cost. So um, we call up on our friends and we ask favors and we do favors for them. And in the end, we're able to do a lot on our own. And it's cool because it's ours, you know? I mean, we... We prefer it that way, to be honest with you, because then it's ours, we own it, and, and it's done. It's interesting that you say that you call up friends, because uh, 
I mean, I've talked to other bands and they said that it's so competitive. It's nice to see that you guys actually have friends that help you, you know, other musicians or other people. I mean, we're, we're, we're all about having fun and we're nice guys. And mm-hmm. for us, we do our own thing. You know, if people want to compete with us, that's cool. But we do our own thing. We don't, we don't look at the other bands, especially in LA as competition. And I mean, not because they're not competition, right. simply because, you know, we're friends with them. You know, we all play shows together. The reality is, is we're going to get up on stage for 30 or 45 minutes and do our thing, regardless of what anybody else does. Mm-hmm. We're going to make our videos. We're going to make a sick album, regardless of what everyone else does. So it, it's not a competition thing for us, at least. That's, you know, maybe it's California. The bands that said this were from Detroit and they were saying how cutthroat it is over there. So maybe California, there's a different, it's more of a neighborly mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we haven't really had any bad experiences out here. I mean, we hit the road and we've gone to other states and it's always been love. So Now you guys, are you, do you have like day jobs too and you do this at night or uh are you guys working yeah, I mean, folks? So everybody definitely has a means of income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and any any and every moment other than that we get, we spend creating. Um, I mean, you know, there's there's signed bands out there that don't have five music videos like we do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're, that they haven't worked with Eddie Wool. They haven't had the you know, uh, 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 my Obama, who's done a ton of stuff. Uh, he mastered our record there you know so for us we we are a professional band it's that mm-hmm, simple mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. shown with our with our products and it's shown with our with our stage performance and uh the only difference is we don't have someone taking 79 percent of our publishing and our you know money which a label does you know so yeah. <laughs> no, and, and the, that's the way a lot of these bands are going now i mean why give it up it's and it's you own it you have complete yeah, creative a, control la- labels labels really don't do anything other than finance a producer which we did finance music videos which we did i mean we're definitely gonna need to come up with some cash for a tour um you know that's part of it but in this day and age you can do pretty much anything on your own as long as you work hard enough and you have friends that'll help you exactly with social media the whole the whole business has changed even in the last 15 years absolutely it seems it's it's everybody is kind of doing it on their own and even when you look at engineering of music i mean you're able to do with Pro Tools or various uh, computer programs, do it just as professionally, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can make a record that sounds like a $100,000 record in, totally. someone's, like, in someone's back room now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Now, you guys have shared the stage, though, with a lot of names. I, I saw uh, one that I was going to mention, it's kind of sad, is uh, Adrenaline Mob. Did you guys know Dave's, David Z? We didn't, uh, you know, and that is a really sad thing. And, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone involved in that. When we were, when we played with them, uh, it was before he was, he was part of a journal. Oh, it, was the, it was the first creation of it. And uh, yeah, it's a really sad thing. Yeah, because we, we covered last year Soto in Germany and he was, he was in it uh, with playing with Soto. So I just wondered if you guys had uh, ever met or whatever, because that occurred about an hour and a half north of where I lived. So, you know, everybody in the community was really upset, obviously, by by what happened. So, I not to be a downer, but I just was curious about 
about that. Uh, when you're not playing music, what do you like to do for fun? Uh, I like to hit the gym. I enjoy a good workout. Uh, <laughs> I like to play tennis. Um, I like to go to shows <laughs> and yeah. see other performers. You know, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my thing. Um, I'm not really a beach guy, so that's not you know. But uh, getting out, going on hikes, I really like. To, I just really like being active. Mm-hmm. Now you said you like to go to shows. Um, what CDs do you have in your player right now, or do you even do you use a CD player, or do you listen to iPods, or what? what? I, I don't really have a CD player rocking right now. Um, I do Spotify. I do a lot of streaming because mm-hmm. at least the artist is still getting paid something, even though it's a small amount. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have Rage Against the Machine available oh. at at a moment's notice. Good I always time. have Nonpoint available at a moment's notice, and Seven Dust. Those are my three go-tos. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, I love them, too. And, and Seven yeah. Dust. I've photographed a lot of those different bands, so good good taste there. Uh, is there something about you that people would be, like, totally shocked to hear that's the antithesis of being a rock musician? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I live a pretty clean and healthy lifestyle i'm like i'm a former athlete growing up Mm -hmm. so for me i actually approach my performances on stage like a like a like a sporting event so my practices in a rehearsal is pure chaos i'm jumping around i'm going crazy at rehearsal because if you practice hard you're going to play hard Mm -hmm. you know i always say if you don't come off that stage you know sweating you know about to throw up or pass out you didn't put on a show for the people so (laughs) So, so that's what it would probably be like. It's not the normal like rock star like lifestyle. It's a clean lifestyle where I'm like really, really into being physically available, mm-hmm. able to put on a show. Yeah, uh, you have to have endurance probably. Do you do any like uh, what do you do before a show? Do you do voice exercises and like stretching or what do you do? Yeah, I do vocal warm ups and I do mm-hmm. stretching. And in the gym. Uh, one great thing is doing sprints and then also box jumps. Box jumps are a great thing to get your endurance up and your explosiveness up for on stage. You know, I always wondered about some of the guitarists and bass players and people. How the heck do they jump that high and do those leaps while carrying instruments? You know, that's an awesome question. I've never had to do it with an instrument, so hey, I don't know. But... Yeah, <laughs> I I just saw Anti-Flag, one of my favorite bands, and uh, man, they are like jumping up and down, and I'm thinking, how the heck could they do that? It's hard enough to play, but to keep playing and jump like that, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, that's very impressive. As someone who only has to jump with a microphone in his hand, I'm very impressed with the instruments. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you guys write the music, do you write the lyrics first, or you guys all just get to be- together and like start brainstorming? How do you guys do it? The guys will jam something, they'll work out the ideas musically. I'll chime in every once in a while and say, I don't like that, or I like that, or how about this? And everyone's chiming in. We get to a point where we're pretty happy with it. Usually I'll have like, I'll I'll just take a recording, they'll jam it, I'll take it home. I'll start working on it, start writing the lyrics, do my thing, present it to them. You know, and if they have any suggestions as far as melodies are concerned or lyrics are concerned, I'm always open for it. Um, You know, I think that, you know, they have great ideas also when it comes to the stuff that I, that I do lyrically and melodically. So if they got something that's better, cool, let's run with it. 
that's kind of how it is with every aspect of, of the music and, and with mm -hmm. the band. Is there anything that you would like the public to know about the band or your music that hasn't been written or out there? I would just like them to know that we bust our asses daily to try to put out this, especially this STFU product, a mm -hmm. uh, new album, and and our you know we're, with the videos. I mean, we're taking everything we made from the last album, every dime in our last pocket to create these things and. You know, it's it's important to, for people to know that this is our life. This is what we do. And mm -hmm. this is what we want to do on a big, big, big scale, mm -hmm. you know. And, in, you know, we've heard a lot, oh, you guys should be bigger. So I would say to anybody that thinks we should be bigger, just go get the album. Every single you buy, every, you know, album you purchase, every T-shirt you buy allows us to continue to grow as a band. Mm -hmm.